Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Everyday Man of God Ministries. It's great to have you on board once again. Tonight we're going to be speaking about HIPAA, mask mandating, Christian leaders, and trusting medical professionals. Well, that's uh, quite the mouthful, isn't it? I think I said that on the last video. So, there's a lot going on in the world today, as we well know, and pretty much none of it even close to biblical. So, I'm going to start with HIPAA. I want to cover this as much as possible. I'm not going to go into all of HIPAA, but we're going to, we're going to say what it is, and that is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Now, for a long time, I thought it was the Health Insurance Privacy and Accountability Act, but it's not. It has nothing to do with your privacy. And why do I say that? Because if you read HIPAA, now, briefly background on HIPAA, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. That was passed by, it was the uh, Kennedy and uh, Kassebaum Act, and that was in 1996. Uh, look into it. You can look it up uh, anywhere online. I don't know, anywhere, but you, you can find it online. But one of the things I found interesting about HIPAA, and we we're always confused about the fact that, oh, anyone uh, who wants to see your records can, and in violation of my privacy. And I thought for that for so many years. But is it? But who is it privacy from? Sorry, as I drink a sip of my water. So. It's really privacy from family, which is kind of interesting. That's the one you think would be able to access it. But let me read you a line from HIPAA and the privacy rule. It is co all covered entities may disclose protected health information to law enforcement officials for law enforcement purposes as required by law including court orders, court order warrants, subpoenas, an administrative request, or to identify or locate a suspect, a fugitive, a material witness, or a missing person. So basically, you can turn this into anything. So who will be fugitives? What's considered fugitive? Well, that leads me into masking and vaccines. You're in a situation where it is quite possible pro-maskers could be considered at some points, well, enemies of the state, fugitives. They're criminals. So we need to get their health information. And vice versa, you can say, now the anti-mask people are the same way. Now, I explained this a while back, and I really do feel this way, that people don't understand and conservatives really don't seem to understand this, that the harm that is going to come, they think by putting Donald Trump in office, we've solved all the problems. And uh, and I think I've mentioned also before, the, oh, Trump's going to get in there and he's going to change things and he's really going to get revenge on people and that's what he's going to do. And that's not what you should do. Well, newsflash, that's pretty much what they all do. So he would be no different than, you know, 90% of all politicians in the history of politicians. But you're going to have many on the right who are going to then turn on the left. And you're going to have two locomotive trains on the same track coming at each other at full speed. And they're going to collide. 
and there is going to be a lot of collateral damage. And that's the sad part. People who didn't want anything to do with this now have to do with this. But you're going to have to take sides. And I believe the anti-masking and the pro-masking is much like the church buildings that are divided. Because some will and some won't. And your workplace is divided. Some will and some won't do the masking or the vaccine. See, it's much like, and people have brought up Nazi Germany, and it is. It's much like that. When you divide the people amongst themselves, it's a lot easier. So if you separate the herd, you're able to attack. And that's exactly what they've done. Not herd immunity. I apologize. I'm a little thirsty tonight. I apologize. But think about that. So if you're a fugitive, they're going after you. And they have the right to. They have a court order. They have a subpoena. Maybe you're a fugitive. Maybe you're. they think you're a missing person. Oh, I, we think they're a missing person. <clears throat> or somebody could be reported of child abuse. There are people who have reported homeschoolers as child abuse. So now they get your records there. So there is no privacy when it comes to that. And I believe there's a version of this that's the tears in the weed. It's not the tears in the weeds, but it, it, it's its own version of it. I think it was in Galatians 3. So if you have your King James Bible, you can go ahead and open it up at any point in time. If you have to pause, that's fine too. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. No, that does not mean non-binary. And if you think that, I apologize, but you're not a genius. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? See, we have a lot of division in this world. The right, the left. Jesus does not care about the right or the left. He only cares about those who are coming to him, through him, to God. Remember that. He is the middle. Everyone, no matter what side you're on, can go to him. Believe on him, and you shall be free. I want to talk about Christian leaders. I saw somebody do a video, I think it was a video, about Creflo Dollar, and there's, there's other ones too, have gotten the vaccine, and have, uh, that's a high number one. But there's a lot of church leaders calling themselves leaders uh, in the church buildings that are telling their people that it's okay. It is not. You, you really need to understand. You have to really... I did a video a while back. I talked about this. All of the vaccines that were put out had to use fetal tissue. Even polio used fetal tissue when it was illegal to use fetal tissue. So, got a problem there. Um, if you're okay and you say, well, one of them doesn't use it in it. You're right. But it used the fetal tissue from aborted babies to make it or to do, what's the word I'm looking for? To develop it. And that's a huge problem. So there are some Christian leaders, like there was one not too long ago, about a week ago, I think it was, um, the CEO or something of Daystar. Now, I, I, I saw Daystar a long time ago. It kind of reminded me of just TBN and stuff like that. Nothing, uh, uh, nothing superb going on there. I didn't find it all that interesting or even that deeply rooted in biblical values. 
And then I looked it up, of course. I like looking up everything. I think the CEO and his wife got divorced, and there was a, an adultery situation and blah, 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 and, you know, all that. But then I heard, and again, I, I question any Christian leader who gets it. They may not even be right with God. I believe those who are truly right from God will be protected from this. I really do believe that, and I'm probably going to alienate a lot of people from that statement, but I'm going to pretty much stick by it. But then I had heard that this Christian leader, and I don't even know this person's name. I, I don't remember the, the name for, of the CEO of uh, Daystar. He had other conditions. He had been fighting a lot of different things over the years. So immediately right there, we already know, ding, 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 red flag. Clearly he had problems. He had issues that made him susceptible to pretty much anything. So, but you'll see the news, and they're going to use that. Oh, look, Christians, you better go get it. Uh, your Christian leaders are going down. Well, most of the Christian leaders that call themselves Christian leaders are Christian. Here's, here's a fun fact. If someone like Katy Perry can call themselves a Christian, yeah, you, you pretty much have uh, devalued that word right there for those who are truly born-again Christians. Now, I want to talk about so-called believers. So, And we're, actually, I guess we were just talking about that, but Christian so-called believers versus true Bible believers. See, the Christians who call themselves Christians, you know, they dress up, they go to church, and they wear their slacks and their pants. They don't want to make waves. Let's, you know, get along, to, you know, here, just, you know, don't cause any issues. Let's just ride this one out and, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. But true Bible believers, no compromise. They are the no compromising Christians. Those are the ones that refuse to bow down to any of this. And they're anti-government in the sense of anti-big government overreach and going into walls, just like other conservatives. But here's the difference. They believe the government was created by God, but once the government has not done the will of God, they are no longer the government of God. I'm not going to repeat that because that's a mouthful. So I want to talk about trust. Trust in medical professionals. I find this interesting as you well know what's been going on with Dr. Fauci. And I'm always fascinated by this. We continually trust these medical professionals who have lied on record and continue to do so, all by design. See, now the Bible has stood the test of time. It has never changed its stance. Well, I mean, the KJV at least has never. All the others, the perversions, yeah, they have. So left to right, I'm going to say that again from earlier. I was just thinking about that. Jew versus Gentile. See what happens God does not care for that. We're all one as long as we come to him. And let's talk about a few verses about trust. Now, I'm trying to pull up some right now because I did write them down, but I didn't save them. So one of them is 2 Samuel, I believe. 2 Samuel. So we're going to open up our King James Bible. We're going to go 2 Samuel chapter 22. Verse 3, the God of my rock, in him 
will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. We're not going to be protected on every single front. We're still going to have our bills. We're going to have that. Of course we are. We're going to have our troubles day to day. But I feel blessed when I'm persecuted and not liked for being different, I suppose you could say. I'm fine with that. As long as I stick to the Bible, I'm fine with that. You can hate me all you want, but you're not really hating me. You're really hating God. You're hating truth because you're unable to deal with those issues. Let's go to Psalms chapter 56, verse 11. Again, I've got to pull it up here real fast. 56.11 In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. And that's exactly what this COVID-19 is. It is what man has created to do unto me. And you. So I'm not concerned about it. I have been... Fortunate, blessed, I'm trying to think of the right word, but I have not been sick this whole time. My wife has not been sick. Well, she gets a little allergy thing there, the change of seasons. Where We are in New England, so the body has to adjust to different seasons. Overall, we've been fine. We have been just fine. And again, some of it has to do with, well, my wife is better than I am with uh, not eating any, any kind of snack food. But eh, once in a while, I eat something I shouldn't, I know. Um, and I, I, I'm always sorry for it, but I do it anyways. Uh, something I got to work on. We all have our flaws, but we eat healthy. You know, she makes that bone broth straight from the bones and lets it cook for 14 hours or 16, whatever it is. I have no idea. Homemade bread she makes from scratch and, you know, all those type of things that matters when there's only three to four ingredients and you can pr- uh, pronounce them all. That's a good thing. And so that's kept us healthy. You know, that, that, I'm. I'm happy to be healthy. And that is a great part. And I told somebody one day, I'm like, you don't need all these pharmaceuticals that people have given you. Look out your back door. God has given you the green earth out there. God has given you everything under the sun to be healthy. And yet you scoff at it. And you think you need a pill instead. All right, back to talking about trust. Psalm chapter 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And what have we done with the medical professionals, so-called professionals? We put our trust in them. Why? You know, I was talking to somebody a while back, maybe a month ago, and I've made the same statements before to other people. Why do you trust a medical establishment? You don't trust the government with your money or your taxes, but you trust the government with your life? That makes no sense. You're willing to trust your life to man, but you won't trust your life to God. Well, that's kind of stupid, I, I, I don't, and I don't understand that at all, especially when the Bible's been true and medical professionals keep on changing with the wind sometimes. Remember, we were going to hit an ice age, but that was wrong. We're going to have the the ozone layer was going to break open. That ended up being not true. How many times do medical professionals have to be wrong 
and never mind being wrong, lying to you. And it's okay to be wrong. The fact is they're willfully lying to you. Hebrews 10.27, they are willfully lying to you. That is the biggest problem of all. You cannot avoid taking a stand. What is it? I believe it's Revelations. I'm going to have to, again, I'm going to have to pull this up. I think it's Revelations. Yeah, it's Revelation. Do, do, do. And I'm going to have to try to pull this up real fast. Again, I'm on the fly. I did not have this prayer. Re- Revelations chapter 3, verses 16. Ah, here it is. So, when I talk about you can't avoid taking a stand, you can't. You cannot take a stand. I'm sorry, you cannot avoid taking a stand. Be not lukewarm. So then, because thou art lukewarm, a reminder, this is Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You have to take a stand. You have non-Christians in this world, non-born-again believers in the secular world, fighting for their rights for Second Amendment, First Amendment, all of these rights that they feel that they have by man. They fight hard for it. And yet the cookie-cutter Christian in the church buildings won't do it. You know why? Because they're like many. They got nice cars. They got nice houses. I don't say that to be envious. I don't want any of it. I've won, I once had a Cadillac CTS. I've had a couple of Mustangs. Now I just have a truck. I have a GMC Sierra truck. That's what I own. And I'm fine with it. But see, we as professing Christians have become like the world. We watch the same things on TV. We partake in the same secular activities. And the only difference is on Sunday, instead of getting ready for the football game, we're in church, and then we get ready for the football game. And that's why more people will fall away. Oh, there'll be a great many that come to Christ, but there'll be a great more many, or a great many more, who will fall away. So this idiocy of believing that these, like, half the earth is all of a sudden going to go and turn to Christ, that's not going to happen. Your church buildings, look around you. They're falling apart. Look at the people in them. They're distant. They don't know why they're there. They just show up. They're on, they're on autopilot. They get up, brush teeth, look for the best clothing they can find, put it on, yell at the kids, hurry up, let's go, we're late, this is ridiculous, no time to eat, just grab a snack, get in the car, hurry up and get to church, can't be late, got to be on time, we're going to look bad if we're, on, we're late. Yeah, I know, I've been there. I've been in that same place. And that's a terrible place to be. And then those churches will tell you, well, you need to be in church, and you got to tithe to the church and to help people, and you got to 
uh, don't forsake the fellowship of others and, and, and all these things to try to brainwash you, to try to guilt trip you into not going to their building. They're all going to burn to the ground. Much like Antifa did over the summer, the church buildings will burn to the ground. They will be destroyed. They are going to be empty from the inside. People are lost. Because you gave them nothing. Perfect example of what is going to happen. I think the precursor of the emptiness of the church buildings and all of these false Christians is uh, the PTL. Now, if you remember, that was the 80s, the Jim Baker and, uh, um, oh, what is his name? Falwell. And remember that amusement park? They had this big amusement park, uh, Heritage Park. And, uh, you know, it was beautiful. It was their version. But what was it? It was like the Christian version of the secular version. They were always trying to match the secular world. And it always fails every time. Every time. Because you're not supposed to be. You've done nothing. It's shallow. It's empty. And now nothing is there. Well, that's not true. I think there's a small church inside or a Bible group, some strange healing Bible group that's in there. It's weird. But other than that, it's not what it was. There's no slides anymore. There's no big pools and all that. It's empty. It's gone. It's a tomb for all the false Christians that went there who thought they were going somewhere right, who were, who were, who were probably on the right path, and then w- were convinced that, oh, they didn't have to give up a lot of the things that they liked. That they, they liked watching the uh, basketball game or the, the football game. They, they liked these things. They liked going to the movie. Uh, the movie there, oh, now it's okay. It, it's How? There was far more enjoying and vacation and all that. And there was no seriousness about God. None at all. That is the sad part. And we're back there again. Same situation. We thought we're all the CCM music and this feel good and these, these, um, these, these, these devils, um, Furtick or whatever, Stephen Furtick and the Creffle Dollars and all this stuff. These little gods, people who think they're their own god. They're a bunch of Anthony Robbins calling themselves Christians. They're a bunch of self-help gurus. These guys are just like the 80s uh, preachers except a different spin. See, the, the demonic false professing Christians regurgitate the same ideas just in different styles. And I was I was alive. I was alive. I was a teen when the whole the whole thing started with the CCM music and all that. The eighties, uh, the Stripers and the Petras and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is just like the Motley Crue and the and the White Snake. And hey, I can listen to Christian rock music because it sounds exactly alike. Well, now I'm an older man. I'm I'm pretty much fifty years old now. I realize, yeah, I was an idiot. Took me a long time to know that. I'm like, wow, why, why did I not have a personal relationship with God for that many years? Because the church building I was in didn't promote it. So the division of the mask people, the Christian leaders who call themselves Christian leaders who get sick, 
Don't worry about all that. Don't trust the medical professionals. You need to stay in the Bible. In fact, my wife and I did not read the Bible today. We had a lot of things going on. That's not an excuse. So actually, after I do this podcast, uh, we're going to read a few chapters to make sure we keep going. I think we are in Ezekiel. Excellent book. We have to be there every day. I know we're not perfect. I know that there's times. But sometimes we have to overcome those times and stay in the Bible. You live for every word of that Bible and you'll be fine. You'll find yourself more of an outcast in this world. The more you read the Bible and stay in the Bible, you're going to be more of an outcast in this world. I said to uh, a couple of kids, I was working in a school system once, and I said to them, you really want to be a rebel? You want to go against the grain? Follow Jesus. You want to be a rebel? Follow Jesus. You want to be hated? Follow Jesus. Nobody can stand it. The enemy hates it. Me? I love it. But stay strong, Christians out there, born-again believers. Stay strong. You're going to have a, you got a lot more coming at you. There's going to be a lot more going on. You know, I, I'm trying to work a job now. That I'm trying to make as much money as I can. That sounds like I'm trying to be a rich man. It's not. I'm trying to get us in a position where we move to a different area uh, of the country where I can work at a McDonald's and pay my mortgage. I don't want to work at McDonald's, I'm just saying. Because that's where we should have been the whole time. I'm not perfect. I was there too. I was caught up in, you know, trying to have nicer things and, you know, not too bad. I don't have a super rich car or anything like that anymore. I don't have all that stuff, but we tend to get caught up. And guys, since this is called Everyday Man of God Ministries, you're not less of a man because you don't get into sports. I coached basketball for 20 years. You're not less of a man. In fact, you're more of a man for standing up for your family. You're more of a man for standing up for things that nobody else will. When the whole world is coming at you like crazy for your beliefs and you don't back down, you're more of a man than those hundreds that are coming at you. Think about this. Every day you walk through life, you're one man fighting a hundred. Because that's really what it is. If you are a true Bible believer and you cast away all things of this world, all of the things people are doing, and you stay in the Word of God, you follow the Word of God, you are the man. You are stronger than any of them because the spiritual strength far outweighs and exceeds how much you can bench. I'm not saying to not work out or not keep yourself in good shape and take care of your body the best you can, but I'm saying that those guys who can maybe punch you in the face and knock you out for a couple minutes, they have no ability to stand up for their own beliefs because their beliefs are not their beliefs. Their beliefs are the world's beliefs, and they will follow everyone because they don't have the guts, the courage, and more importantly, God. So they will not stand up because they cannot stand up, and they will falter. You? You take the hit, you get back up. You take the hit, you get back up. And I don't believe all the time that one should protect themselves. I don't. Unless you feel like you're going to die. But if you trust God and you have faith, then I'm not worried about it. 
But I will say this. If someone attacks your family, then I believe that God has given you the ability and the right to slay any man who does so. I thank you for tuning into this podcast. And uh, I am in two places tonight. I am on Rumble and Spotify, which I probably will be doing from now on. So it's in both locations. But born-again believers, stay strong. Stay focused. Don't worry about the nonsense going on out there. Don't worry about all the things that they tell you you should do. And when your church leader up there tells you to take a vaccine, tell them, ask them why. Tell them where in the Bible it says to do it. And if he says to you, well, where in the Bible does it say not to do it, then he's already failed because he couldn't even answer the first question. Have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. Stay strong.